my happiness about becoming a mother and thinking I could do it all on my own quickly turned to, you know, those feelings of feeling completely overwhelmed, lonely, isolated. I went through an identity crisis, having a thriving career to being a stay-at-home mom and changing diapers and dealing with a crying baby all day. Women need more support. We need better community. We need more opportunity, more, you know, access to healthcare options. Welcome to the Mother Honestly podcast. This is your host, Blessing Adeshian, founder and CEO of Mother Honestly. On this show, we interview ambitious women that are thriving in and beyond motherhood. Expect honest and real conversations that will encourage and inspire you to take actions on your dreams. Welcome to the Mother Honestly podcast. Today with me, I have Alex Winkleman Zeppelin. Am I saying your name correctly, Alex? <laughs> you can actually just say Alex Winkleman. Alex Zeppelin. And you are the founder and CEO of Hello My Tribe. And um, it's hellomytribe.com. It's a community focused on the well being of women and mothers. And I have been following your work. And I want to say congratulations, first of all, because I know it's not easy to create a community and also to keep that community alive. Um, but, you know, before we, we dive into, into that, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, why you started Hello My Tribe? And, um, yeah, and let's, let's start there first. And, and just why did you start this amazing community? Yeah, definitely. And first, thank you so much for having me today. Um, so I started Hello My Tribe out of my own personal experience. Over the last five years since becoming a mother, I've had some pretty life-changing moments. So first, I became a mother um, almost five years ago after an emergency C-section. And, you know, I wasn't expecting this C-section, so I had a really rough recovery. And I also really lacked a postpartum support system. And so these things greatly affected me and my, you know, my excitement and my happiness about becoming a mother and thinking I could do it all on my own quickly turned to, you know, those feelings of complete overwhelm, feeling completely overwhelmed, lonely, isolated. I went through an identity crisis, having a thriving career to being a stay-at-home mom and changing diapers and dealing with a crying baby all day. Um, And this really, really affected me. And so I you know, I really wanted to turn my life around and I started learning and reading a lot about motherhood and, and realized that I was not alone in my feelings. I learned that so many things existed for the baby, yet there was a total lack of attention on and resources on the woman who has just become a mother. And I learned about the maternal health crisis. So that was kind of, you know, one pivotal moment in my life where I was like, okay, something has to exist and change here so that women can transition better into motherhood. And then at about a year postpartum, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, um, which is an autoimmune disease that I now see as a blessing because it has forced me to slow down. Um, But it's really, you know, forced me in a good way to make a lot of positive changes in my life in terms of my well-being. You know, so focusing on food I eat, focusing on my stress, my exercise, my sleep, you know, 
cutting out toxic people and toxic things and filling my life with things that are good for me. Um, and then around the same time as my own diagnosis, my mother was going through her own diagnosis, which she was later diagnosed with a super rare brain disease called progressive supranuclear palsy. And again, my mind, like what another, is that? sorry, say that again. I said, I said, what is that? That sounds very um, long and complicated, the, the, yes. the description of the, of the, the disease. E- the easiest way to put it is that it's similar to Parkinson's disease, but it progresses more rapidly. Um, so that was another, like, huge, and it's ongoing, huge thing in my life where, you know, these light bulbs have just gone off in my head where I'm like, women need more support. We need better community, we need more opportunity, more, you know, access to healthcare options. And my mom and I are both incredibly lucky in terms of having a community, having resources, you know, having the opportunity to see speech therapists and physical therapists and eye, you know, vision therapy and go to acupuncture and massage. And we've seen these benefits in our lives from it. But most women, so many women don't have access um, or, you know, the opportunity to do things like this. And so all of this has fueled Hello My Tribe. We believe that every woman deserves a support system. And for us, we've broken the support system into four key areas. So a large community of women and mothers, and that can be online, but you also need an immediate community. Those, you know, in person helping you day to day, week to week, they're there for you. Um, Third being health practitioners. Um, Again, going back to that story of, you know, the type of health and wellness services that my mom and I have experienced have really had a positive impact on our lives. Um, And then the fourth support system, really just being society and women being valued and supported in ways that we're not currently being supported by society. So those are our four key areas. And we're fighting for women to have access and opportunity to all of this. Because these four areas to us are a fully formed support system so that women can survive and thrive in all the roles that she takes on, whether it's, you know, being a stay-at-home mom, going back to the workforce, being an entrepreneur, you know, someone who wants to be healthy and happy and, you know, thrive in their life. So um, that's really the foundation to Hello My Tribe. And today, we you know, we offer a large community of women and mothers, a really engaged and supportive community, and we offer content um, through written content, a podcast, we do digital awareness campaigns, um, heavily focused on advocacy, um, and we right now are providing a lot of information and education, and then behind the scenes, we're building more to our platform so that we can, you know, expand upon these different types of support systems for women. That is that is amazing. I think that you definitely... Um... I mean, you have hit the, and I think there's a lot of study that has shown um, just how the the state of, you know, maternal health for women um, has literally, it, it, it's, 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 it's a huge epidemic uh, because yeah. women, more and more women are, are literally, you know, we are reporting, you know, more depression. We are depressed. Mm-hmm. We are tired. We are stressed. We are exhausted. We yep. some of us don't even know where to start, um, and and so the, this that makes Hello My Tribe even more much more important uh, because at the end of the day the health and the wellness of the mother 
is it should be a huge priority for, for our society. Huge. And I think that's something that is lacking that you yep. have definitely failed. And, um, yeah. and, and kudos to you because how you've been able to do it with, you know, with your autoimmune disease and um, your mom's situation and, and, you know, and being a mom um, is, is definitely telling of your strength and your, and your character. So, so definitely want to applaud you there. So, Alex, what have you seen since starting this community? How have you seen Elo My Tribe transform women's lives? Because I've seen some of your stories. I've heard some of your podcasts. You have, you know, you've been relentless in your pursuit of um, happiness, really, for moms. I, I think that's mm-hmm. really the best way to put it. And so what, what yeah. are the things that you've seen, you've heard, how people, you know, people come back to you and say, oh, my God, you know, this community has helped me. These are some of the mm-hmm. things that have changed in my life. And even for you, what has changed since you started My Tribe? Yeah. Well, it's pretty amazing to see that, you know, through this a digital community where people are not in person, you know, that we're able to change their lives through content. Um, And daily we get, whether it's an Instagram message or an actual email or, um, you know, a comment on something we posted daily, we hear from women. I feel less alone because of hello, my tribe. I feel more understood because of hello, my tribe. Wow. This content that you just shared is life-changing, and I'm going to do X, Y, and Z in my life now because of it. We've also heard um, in these moments, like, really take my breath away, you know, a woman reaching out saying, I didn't realize how much I was suffering, and I just booked my first therapy session because of Hello, My Tribe. Wow. We've also had women reach out to us, you know, you know sharing that they've been suicidal, and, um, of course, we tell them immediately to contact, whether it's 911 or their healthcare professionals, because we are not that. Um, but, you know, that we're there for them. We're a safe space for them. And because of Hello, My Tribe, they're getting the help that they need. Um, we hear these Absolutely. things every single day. And yeah, I'm, I'm super, you know, super, super impressed with, with the work that you, you're doing, obviously, um, and, and just the amount of women that, are, that have been touched by the work that you do. Um, and Hello, My Tribe, obviously, has created this, um, this space for women to yeah. be. I think one thing I, what I love about you guys is just women are open to, to talk about their experiences. And I think that's right. where, you know, a lot of times as moms, we feel lonely. You know, experience. Right. You think, oh my God, gosh, I'm I'm just I'm the only one, you know, going through this. I'm sure right. there are millions of other people that are having an amazing life, especially with Instagram. Right? We come on Instagram, we see all these beautiful pictures of babies and and, and skinny moms going on vacations and you know living the life, and we think to ourselves, oh my goodness, these people are having an amazing time. They definitely don't have as much problems as I do. They're not depressed. They're not tired. They're not running around with, you know, five or six kids, um, they, they sure don't know what I'm going through. And we start internalizing that. And I think what you guys have been able to create is an environment where people can talk about their own experiences and see that they are not alone. And I think that is right. so powerful um, to, to be able to do that. And one thing I noticed I, is that you also just went on vacation with your mom, correct? Say that. Yes, yes. 
We did. How was that experience? I, I know that, you know, I've been following and I'm like, oh, this this looks great. And again, a lot of people don't know the behind the scenes, right? They don't know that you right. know, your mom is battling so many things. And, you know, they see these pictures and they think, oh, my God, Alex is having a great time. They are definitely <laughs> on, you know, cloud nine. And I'm here on right. ground zero, right? So can you can, can right. you just, you know, just to, what, you know, what, what were some of the exciting things you guys did? And um, how yep. is your mom doing, by the way? Yeah. Well, so a little more background on my mom. Like I said, she has progressive supranuclear palsy. And um, for her and for us in day-to-day life, you know, that means she has an extremely hard time walking without falling. So there's someone always holding on to her. Um, She lacks um, you know, spatial awareness and she lacks impulse control. So even if you tell her to, you know, use your walker while you're walking, she doesn't do that and she'll turn without it and fall. Um, so there's like her physical safety, like we are all hyper aware of it and all on edge. And amazingly, most of her falls have actually happened when we are around and we're holding on to her, but it's, it's life, you know? Um, so there's that aspect of it. And then I think the other most difficult aspect of it is her communication. She can no longer find the words. So she has something called echolalia that she repeats back what you say, or she focuses on one word and just repeats it. It's kind of a guessing game with her. Um, And then there's other areas of her life. You know, she's exhausted. She's fatigued. She has really poor eyesight now. Um, her eyes hurt her. So these are all like really big buckets and traveling with someone like that is difficult, you know? And so we had an amazing time. Um, However, there is pain for all of us in every single moment. Um, And something I was just thinking about because we got back in town and I took her to a movie one night and it's like, I'm so thankful for these times with her, but these making of these memories is also really painful. Um, and so I, I can imagine. I, yeah. And it's, you know, I, there's no right or wrong way. Like, you know, someone's parent could, you know, unexpectedly die and you are never given this opportunity to, to you know, think about and ask questions and share things. Um, and then that person can never understand what it's like to go through grief while the person is still there and having to take care of them. Um, And so there's, you know, it's all painful and there are a million blessings, but it's also one of the most painful, worst things I've ever experienced. I can definitely imagine. And my, my son is crying in the background. So if you guys hear any noise, um, Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> just wanted to throw that out there. But um, Alex, I mean, I I definitely, you know, again, like I said, the work that you do obviously is is uh, is amazing. And um, I know you guys also have, you know, some events. You also have you piloted um, kind of like a membership out of Austin, Texas, as well. Um, mm-hmm. and, and you do a lot of things. You have a podcast. Can you share with us, you know, some of the resources that you have that women can take advantage of? Yeah, definitely. Well, we've obviously seen the power of what community can do, especially online with thousands of people. But we also believe in 
the power of community in person. And so we are headquartered in Austin. I've lived here for 26 years. This is where I became a mother. And so we do um, events in person here in Austin. We do have a membership in Austin. Um, we have about 65 Austin women who pay a membership fee per month and they gain an extra community behind the scenes of women they know and trust and they gain monthly events. They're usually dinners, but we also do family friendly events. And most of these women join Hello My Tribe because they want to support the work that we do and they want to see us grow. And they join for the built in community if and when they need it. Um, and it's been pretty amazing to see the relationships and friendships and support come out of that. And then we also in Austin, you know, put on events. We don't do anything on a regular basis outside of that community, the smaller community here in Austin. But we've done an amazing event called Girl Party where we had 300 women come out for a fun, you know, carefree night on a Saturday night. It was all wellness-based. Um, we were focusing on, you know, having the woman feel valued and respected and have fun and, you know, dance and have a drink. And, you know, we had... Um, self-care stations where we had massages there and it was really really awesome and the feedback we got from the one, women was unbelievable so we hope to do that event again and we hope to actually take it on tour around the country um, but it really you know it events and building communities it takes a lot of time and you know effort and I'm you know day to day I'm a one-woman show right now so um but hopefully we can bring that, that event to more women. Um, and then we get involved in other events when we can, um, whether it's, you know, through me um, moderating a panel discussion and, you know, helping gear the conversation towards honest motherhood and challenges that we all experience um, to participating in other panels and other events. So we try to do things in person whenever we can um, because we just there's so much beauty in it. Absolutely. I mean, we definitely, I mean, I've, obviously I, I've, you know, I ran into you guys, you know, a couple of, couple of weeks ago and I was like, oh my God, she definitely needs to come on our podcast. And, um, and I was actually afraid to invite you to Detroit because I'm like, oh, you know, she might not have time to be able to do that. Um, but if oh. I knew your your parents were in Detroit, I might have um, attempted to have you come to, to the summit, um, to Mother the Summit in October. But I mean, we definitely yeah. still have a lot going on there, and we we yeah. we hope we hope there's an opportunity for us to to um, obviously collaborate um, in the near future for some kind of um, event because I think the work that you guys are doing is powerful. I mean, there's a lot, especially in, in the age of social media, um, mm -hmm. that women are grappling with, and um, obviously more and more women don't have the support they need. Um, especially working moms, you know, they're expecting to, expected to do it all. And so yep. how can you do it all? You know, it's almost, it's a full-time job at home and a full-time job at work, right? And then the mm -hmm. kids, they're a whole different, you know, level of attention and, and resources that you need to gather for them. You need to take care of them and, and, and be there for them. And then we have aging parents as well. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's yep. just a lot on women. And, and that's one of the reasons that we were definitely attracted to you guys. And it's the same thing, yeah. you know, we started Mother Honestly because we felt there was, there was resources for, for, for babies. Um, you know, there's right. a lot on breastfeeding and homeschooling and all those different things. But where is that, you know, where's that platform that really, you know, that really caters 
mainly to the ambition and the growth and the well-being of, of being a mother. And, and that was one of the reasons why we were so excited to, you know, again, walk the journey with you guys and bring you on on our podcast. So, Alex, I mean, now that you've been doing this for a couple of, couple of years, obviously, um, how do you feel? How do you feel now? I mean, you you obviously went through postpartum depression and, and, and the autoimmune issue. How where where, mm-hmm. where, do, where where you know what's next for you? How do you feel? Yeah, well, I would say my story is one of hope for other women. I definitely experienced situational postpartum depression. It was really based on you know experiences and situations that were going on in my own life lacking a support system going through you know multiple sclerosis that diagnosis leaving my career and not knowing what i was doing my own mother's diagnosis um and so life is so much better now um and i think for me it's it's you know experience and time and my son getting older my son turns 5 next month and then it's yeah, for I me, hear that once they can is, once they can brush their own teeth and change their own shirts, you things are getting better for sure. <laughs> say that again. I said I said I hear that when once they can brush their own teeth and change oh their gosh. own shirts, yeah. then they are things are definitely um, on demand from for moms. Yes, so. yes. So I mean, I find motherhood to be so much easier. He's more independent. He can communicate. We can have fun together. I've also learned through all of this, and I've known this about myself, and people are very surprised, and I'm actually very much an introvert. And to me, motherhood and I can get intro- I can get that from your personality. I, I get that yeah. from your personality on Instagram, yes. Motherhood and being an introvert, like, are really hard to, like, coexist because I need alone time and I need it often. And I need quiet time. That is how I refill. You know, and so when you are in that newborn stage and through like those early years of toddlerhood, like it is really hard to get those moments. And if you don't have a partner who recognizes that about you or you don't have that right support system who recognizes about, you know, that's it can be very concerning. Um, Absolutely. And so I now my son goes to school full time. I'm doing work that I love and that I'm passionate about. I'm back to exercising. I'm back to sleeping well. I'm back to seeing my girlfriends. Like, how can that not be better than where I was? Yeah, things are looking up. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so, so are you going to have another baby, do you think? Uh, you know, currently I am very happy with one. Who knows? That never say great. never. But I can't, I'm kind of in that boat where I can't imagine having another and I can't imagine not having another, but I lean more towards I can't ha- imagine having another and going through all of that all over again. But we'll and, see. And honestly, I think the best answer is just to do what's best for you and your health and your happiness yes. and your state of mind. I think right. if and there's anything I yeah, have learned from you, it's just doing what's best for you. Yeah? Exactly. And that's the thing is I have other factors to think about. And I think women out there also do but like for me I would have to go off my MS medication you know when I'm trying to get pregnant and who knows that how that would affect me and the stress of that you know you can't take MS medication while you're pregnant you can't take it while you're breastfeeding um so so that's that's pretty much two and a half years or three years basically yes Yes. Or you have to make that decision, you know what, I'm not going to breastfeed my child or I'm going to breastfeed for six weeks and go back on my medication. And I, I'm not in a place to make those decisions. 
for myself, you know, like I don't feel, yeah, I feel like my health for my child is what's most important versus adding a sibling in. And, and you might be right about that. You, 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 yeah. you might be right, Alex. So, so Alex, I mean, it seems like you, you, I mean, I, I am, I definitely admire you because, you know, you understand obviously, you know, yourself and you understand the environment and it seems like you've been able to tune in into your community. And, um, and that's something that a lot of women, you know, are looking to do. What advice do you have for women that want to do exactly what you've done? You know, find a community. To, to build a community or simply to, to build one or to find one for yourself? To build one and to find one. So how do you go yeah. about building one and how do you go about finding one? And I, I'm guessing you have to find one first, right? You have to at least plug yeah. into something before you build something. Yes. So um, I also preach postpartum self-care tips. There's a lot of like hatred on self-care these days, but I actually really think it matters. And when we're individually practicing self-care, it will hopefully create change on a societal level so that society and other people are also caring for women. But we have to value and respect ourselves before other people will do that. Um, So one of the postpartum self-care tips that I was taught and I learned a little too late, but better late than never, is join a mother's group. It is, like, life-changing. I finally joined a mother's group when I was um, 14 months postpartum, and I wish I had done it sooner. And it wasn't, like, a standard, you know, mother's group that you see in the show Working Moms. I simply started going to a mommy and me yoga class, um, but I went consistently, religiously. I went Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And so it was huge for me. It was, you know, something I could count on. I could count on being other, around other women and mothers. So it was a safe space. It got me out of the house. You know, this one-hour class really was like a two-hour activity for me. By the time, you know, I packed everything up and got out of the house and got there and then chatted women, with the women after and then got home. And these were the days where it was like, you know, a 12, 14-hour day with a child of course, I'm counting the hours, and two hours is a really big difference for me. So I absolutely loved going to these classes, and um, I will say that it's like hit or miss for women going to classes like this or joining a mother's group. And you have to like try multiple out and find what's best for you. Um, and I absolutely. also think it's depend- dependent on other women coming religiously. Like, what if you go to something and there's only one other woman there? You know, and the next week you go and it's a different woman. So, like, I encourage women, like, go. Go for yourself, but go for other women as well. And it also depends on the person teaching the class or leading the group. You know, some are better than others. And the woman that was teaching these Mommy and Me classes, her name's Delora. She is, like, an amazing woman to me. She really, you know, forced us to, like, look within and you know, talk about our well-being and focus on ourselves. She guided conversations that, you know, allowed us to remove the walls we all had up um, to, you know, allow for more empathy and which then allowed for engagement between one another. Because when you see other women in this room, you know, crying and sharing that they haven't slept in the same bed as their husband in over a year and that, you know, that they're miserable being a stay-at-home mom or they're, you know, really sad their maternity leave is coming to an end and they're dreading going back to work. You know, you hear other women say that out loud and then you can't but help connect with them afterwards, you know, saying, Oh, I'm in the same boat. 
you know. And, and that and was so, that was my experience. That was my experience as well. Um, so when I had my son, I immediately looked for a a, a mom's group, and um, I started at six weeks, you know, postpartum, and all the mm-hmm. way till when I was ready to go back to work. So about between you know, week six mm-hmm. and week 24, I was, because I was home for four months. So I guess week 16. So I was there for 10 weeks and it was life changing. And I can tell you, yep. you know, every, every week, you know, we would, I would go once a week and it was, you know, with, with my son, you know, the kids would be in their, in their car seats or they're playing with other kids, you know, we're all together as moms and we have a facilitator. So every week they brought in somebody they brought in someone, you know, the focus right. could be on, on recovery, it could be on postpartum health, it could be on mm-hmm. mental health, it could be on returning to work. And we did that for about, you know, eight to 10 weeks. And those were really, really important in me being in the right frame of mind to go back to yep. work. Because I could see other moms that were talking about going back to work, and we shared our, all of our experiences on, you know, who is going to take care of the child, what are we going to do, and who is going to do what. And, you know, we would, somebody would come up with, oh, my goodness, you know, my son is not pooping or my son is pooping or, <laughs> you know, and so all of our concerns, you know, so many concerns. And so when something happens to me the following week, I'll be like, oh, wait a minute, you know, Laura said she had this problem last week and this was how she resolved it. And so I did not make yeah. a big deal out of things because as a new mom, yeah. you're like, oh, my God, he's not sleeping, he's not eating, he's not doing X, Y, and Z. But if somebody has voiced that concern last week, you can definitely be like, oh, this is yeah, me too. Oh, my goodness. And then you rectify it, takes, it and yeah. you move on. <laughs> it takes that isolation away from it. But I do want to share a cautionary tale. So I love that you did this class, you know, early on at six weeks. And I so wish I had done that. Again, I, I waited until 14 months postpartum. And at that point, I was like desperate. But prior to that, I had signed up for, like, some mommy and me things. It was, you know, mommy and me swim, mommy and me music classes. But now looking back, I can realize it was all about the baby, right? Mm, And so through those experiences, like, there was no one there, you know, building community among us women and mothers. And I wasn't in a stage that I am now where I could just go up to someone and say, hey, I'm Alice. I'm lonely. I'm struggling. You know, do you want to be friends? (laughs) Um, I wasn't there yet. And so I had been doing these swim classes and music classes for probably a year, maybe since Asher was, I don't know, three months old, four or five months old. And so I had been doing them for a long time, but like very few relationships had come out of them. It only happened once a week. And, you know, I was in this music class and my son Asher, you know, was not sitting in a circle like everybody else's baby. I don't know how they were getting their babies to just sit there. And he just kept crawling up to the piano and, you know, then whining and crying when I would bring him back. And then he would just do it on repeat and crawl to the piano. And finally, a woman looks at me. I think she was a caregiver versus the mother of this child because she was, you know, I don't know. I actually shouldn't just make guesses here. But she looks at me and says, what's wrong with him? And I was just absolutely shocked. And maybe she was saying something like, you know, is he not feeling well today? Or, but she literally said, what's wrong with him? And I packed up my stuff. That does not sound nice. (laughs) Yes. I packed up my stuff in the middle of the class and I left. Like, oh my God, your child is crazy. (laughs) Get him out of here. (laughs) And that would have never happened had community actually existed in that class. 
There were no That's relationships. True. There was no empathy. There were no like women connecting and chatting about real life things. It was all about like our six month old learning to play music, which is also good and wonderful and got me out of the house. But again, it just goes back to like, you have to find the right activity and community for you. For you. And and I think that's where you and I have, that's what I think maybe Elo, my tribe, and what honestly has in common, is that it's really for the mom. Yes, the child benefits, but it's really and truly right. forced for the mom. Because right. like, I think like you both agree, there's a lot of resources out there for, for kids. I mean, you can yeah. find a plethora of amazing activities, you know, things that are happening in Austin, Houston, Detroit, New York, L.A. every weekend for kids. But, you know, but very little is really right. available to, to the mom. And, and you also, know, while we yeah. focus on, you know, the ambition and the career and, 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 and the stuff, I love that your focus is more around the overall well-being because I think that that's yeah. something that we women, we don't know how to, because we, we tend to take care of the kids first, we forget about ourselves very easily. And I mm-hmm. think that that's the work that you guys do that is absolutely outstanding, in my opinion. Thank you. And I do want to add one more thing about building our community, because I think it's so important that it's like dating, right? You know, like somebody has to make the first move. And it's really like nerve wracking and embarrassing and weird and uncomfortable. But like someone has to make the first move. And I feel like so many women and mothers don't want to do that. And so if someone's not making the first move, how will it ever happen, right? And so, and, and relationships and friendships take work and investment. And when we're all in Absolutely. Sort of like overwhelmed stage and we're not responding to text messages, like it's okay to follow up a few times. You know, it's okay to do that. Um, it's okay to say, hey, gonna... you know, I texted you yesterday. I noticed you didn't respond. Is everything okay? Yeah. And, yeah. and that's fine. I mean, some you... people be like, oh, she blew me off and I'm not talking to her ever again. And, and yeah. then the mommy wars back, right? We yeah. create and, problems out of, you know, nothing. Right. And, like, what do you have to lose by, you know, sending one more text message or asking someone if they want to go to the park with you? Like, you have so much more to gain. And Absolutely. in every stage of motherhood and, you know, what your baby's going through, you might end up realizing this person's not the right fit for you, you know? And that's okay, too. You know, but you have to put the effort in. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Alex, for joining us today. I mean, I have learned so much, even from this interaction um, from you. And um, where can our listeners find you? Okay, great. So, yeah, um, hellomytribe.com can take you everywhere. It can take you to our podcast, which can also be found on iTunes and Spotify and Google Play. It um, can then take you to our Instagram. We're on Instagram at hellomytribe. We are a really supportive, engaged communities. So I definitely would love for your listeners to come join us there. Um, and then, of course, back on hellomytribe.com, there's tons of content. And we have a page on there um, that you can find that, you know, tells you other ways where you can get involved, whether it's, you know, being a contributor of ours, being an editor of ours, joining our Austin community. Um, we'd love to connect with people and I'd love to even give my personal email it's alex at hello my tribe.com and um yeah I'd love to hear from your community absolutely thank you so much Alex for joining us today it's been a wonderful pleasure um chatting with you talking with you I mean I think like I said you are doing an amazing work and I'm just so glad that I found hello my tribe 
Um, I would definitely connect with you offline because, you know, I do have plans to be in Austin from time to time um, in the near future. So we'll love to connect with you, maybe grab coffee and chat about everything in motherhood. Super excited. Yes, I love Uh, that. Thank you so much for having me and, you know, giving me this opportunity (laughs) to share more about Hello My Tribe. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Mother Honestly podcast today. If you enjoyed this episode, we urge that you go on and rate, review, and subscribe to the Mother Honestly podcast. Also follow us on Instagram. Yes. And if you would like to be a guest on our podcast, you can reach out to me, the podcast manager, Kristen Baffo, at Kristen at MotherHonestly.com. I'm so excited we have our own email. It makes us I feel know. legit. Well, see you guys when you rate, review, and subscribe to us. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>